All right, Pete Kingman here with Bible Story Evangelism. This is Season 1, Episode 11, and it is uh, my memory verse, Psalms 50, 14 through 15. And the Lord Jehovah is doing the talking. Verse 1 of Psalms 50 says, The mighty God, even the Lord Jehovah, hath spoken. So in the King James Bible, when they, the, the Lord is in all caps, then we know that the Greek word there is, or the Hebrew word, excuse me, is Jehovah. Anyway, um, but the, my memory verse is Psalms 50, 14 to 15. And it says, Offer unto God thanksgiving, and pay thy vows unto the Most High, and call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. Offer unto God thanksgiving, something that I don't do enough um, in the prayer that I call Barb's prayer that I, I pray daily or try to pray daily try to remember to pray daily uh, it says it's uh, Colossians 1 uh, 9 through 14 Father we desire to be filled with the knowledge of your will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding to walk worthy of you and all pleasing being fruitful in every good work increasing in the knowledge of you strengthened with all might according to your glorious power with patience long suffering and joyfulness giving thanks to you Father who hath made us me to be partakers of the inheritance of saints and light who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of your dear son in whom we have redemption through his blood even the forgiveness of sins when I was laying in that hospital after for almost a month after my motorcycle accident uh, three years ago this month three years ago the 27th of this month the Monday after Thanksgiving of 2017 I prayed that prayer more than daily. <laughs> uh, days really didn't, initially didn't make a lot of sense. They were in and out. But, um, but I remember I was about halfway through my ordeal in, in that rehab hospital and the whole left side of my body was pretty much either uh, immobilized or unusable. Um, my neck was in a brace, my shoulder was in a, uh, well, was unusable. Uh, sling, and my um, my leg, my ankle was in a boot. And uh, but I remember, Father, I desire to be filled with the knowledge of Your will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding to walk worthy of You, and all pre pleasing. And I was such a great comfort to realize that I'd been praying for a couple of weeks that I would be able to walk worthy of the Lord. And then I realized, you know, hey, God, you know. Maybe if I walk worthy, you could help me just walk again, because at that point there wasn't a lot of walking going on. But um, shattered my ankle so bad the doctor was talking about amputating my foot. But uh, broke my neck, hit the C7. Uh, I'm, I'm being redundant. So, all right, so um, God is doing the talking, and he says, offer unto God thanksgiving and pay thy vows unto the Most High and call upon me in the day of trouble. Well, I don't have a lot of vows that I've made, but I, I realized uh, looking at this verse before I started my podcast that, that there is a, um, a vow that I make whenever I pray this 
prayer. And to me, it's kind of a prayer. Uh, because verse 15 says, And call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver you. My four favorite words in the Bible, I will deliver you. My two favorite words, Jesus wept. But this one, I will deliver you. What a great promise. And thou shalt glorify me. And I think that when I, when I play this card in my life, I can't find my keys, I can't find my phone, I'm thinking, oh man, it, you know, it's so bad, I don't know where it is, um, could have dropped it outside, whatever. Uh, my phone is not a problem now because I can find it with my computer, but, but my keys, I got to replace those, I do a lot of work outdoors. Um, anyway, um, I, I usually go on Facebook and I say, uh, hey, I quote this verse, uh, and call upon me in the day of trouble, and, thou sh and I will deliver you, and thou shalt glorify me. So I'm just I'm sorry to bother all my Facebook friends, but I'm just um, glorifying God because he helped me find my keys. And then I play the pity par card because I don't have Barb to help me or, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Because it kind of, it, to be honest with you, it's a little embarrassing to, 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 to put on Facebook every time. But that's, that's how I praise the Lord. But, uh, but anyway, um, call upon me in a day of trouble and I will deliver you. Well, I, I want to tell you a story and, uh, about one time when I prayed this prayer and it was a little bit more seriously, a little bit more serious. Last year, I was on my roof. I think I was putting up my wind turbines. I, was either, I think I was putting them up. And I had just put the ladder up against the wall up against the eave and they tell you that when you put it up you gotta you know be able to reach out and put your feet at the bottom of the ladder and reach out and be able to touch it that's a pretty steep angle for the ladder to be at but anyway i was following the rules and i talked to a fireman and they said we don't do that we're carrying people we, we'd be way too heavy backwards to to do it at an angle and our ladders are really strong so they can not they can violate that whatever angle it is 67 degrees or whatever it is. But anyway, um, but uh, I was up on a roof and I, I accomplished whatever I was trying to accomplish with my wind turbines. I think it was put them, take them off. And I was trying to get down and I just couldn't negotiate with my, the lack of range of motion I have in my left ankle because of the motorcycle accident where the, initially the doctor was talking about amputating my foot. I couldn't negotiate this, the, the pitch on the roof to the, to the ladder. And because it was such a steep angle, I really didn't feel confident in the ladder at all. Um, so I, I gave up on the idea and I thought of this verse. I think I just started memorizing it and I said, uh, God, this is a day of trouble. I am uh, calling on you. Uh, your verse says, call upon me in a day of trouble. I will deliver you. So I need help. And I live out in the Redlands and um, I, I live on 20 acres of land. My neighbor across the street lives on 10. I don't own all 20 acres. But but it's, it's all farmland, farmed by the same farmer. And uh, I... Uh, I'm up on the roof and people are driving by and, and uh, 
I have a little pride, and I'm not screaming and yelling uh, for help. But at 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 some point, I I do try to. I can whistle. I can whistle pretty loud. And I was whistling from my roof, and I saw my neighbor get in his car and just drive out his gate and and head north. And I was letting it rip then, you know, whistling and yelling, and and uh, he just disappeared up the road. And uh, I thought, well, I lost that chance. And I, but anyway, I. Uh, I think it was at that point when he drove away that I kind of, it was getting warm. I was a little concerned about the situation I was in on my roof. And uh, maybe August, I don't know, September. Anyway, it was room getting warm. I like to get up early and do my roof activities, you know, when the roof is still got dew on it. But uh, I took my wind turbines down today but because uh, of the hurricane down south. But uh, Iotas down there in Honduras, probably leaving Honduras now. Anyway, um, but I, all of a sudden, I, I, I prayed that prayer, and it was, I would say, I don't know, five, ten minutes. I was getting a little concerned, but I didn't have any water or anything, and I was starting to sweat. And um, Diego comes back pulls his car into his, and again, I'm screaming and yelling, but, or whistling, not screaming and yelling, but whistling, and, uh, and he pulls into his house and, and uh, approximately 100 yards away, and uh, hedges in front of his house, tall hedges, but anyway, I, I'm, I'm yelling, and, uh, Mary Beth might have come out to see him or whatever, but um, anyway, they heard me and they came out. They didn't know it was me because, like I said, I try to have a little bit of pride. So when I saw him come out, I watched him walk south towards, I live a little south of them. I live on the west side of the road and they live on the, I'm sorry, I live on the east side, they live on the west side. And they got even with me and they were heading south. And I, I let out a whistle and a yell, and and uh, they turned in and came in my gate, and they they uh, stood by my ladder, and and they we were talking. I, well, I think initially they were in the front yard, and and Diego said, "I just got a front loader. I I'd, I think it'd be great if we brought the front loader over here, and just you know, you could step into the whatever that's called on the front of it, of a front loader." But uh, you know the the bucket. Uh, it's not a it's not a it's, bucket's the wrong word. But anyway, it's it's as wide as a trailer. It's not a little tiny bucket. But anyway, I, I wasn't real crazy about negotiating a step from the roof with my bum ankle to to anything. So I I convinced Diego to just hold the ladder for me. If he pushed the ladder against the the eve, I would have the confidence to to make to negotiate the ladder. So I did. I got down, and uh, I was uh, thanked them profusely, and they scolded me about not having my phone and stuff. But um, I said to Diego, I walked him out the front gate. I said, uh, "When did you? Why did you come back?" And this is what he said. 
he said, I felt like I was needed at home. And I was, so I immediately posted that on Facebook and, and thanked them and, and told the story and uh, quoted the verse, offer unto God thanksgiving and pay thy vows unto the Most High and I will call up and and call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you, and thou shalt glorify me. And I, uh, that's a vow. That I made wedding vows to my wife, you know, and uh, probably broke broke most of them. But um, I'll be patient and kind. I, you know, I took I took the First Corinthians thirteen four through eight and put it into my own words more or less. And they, I remember when I, I heard somebody after the funeral, I mean, after the wedding, say, boy, he promised a lot. But anyway, um, I will not be easily provoked. I will think no evil. I will not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoice in the truth. I will bear all things, believe all things, hopes all things. Uh, I will never fail you. You know, there was a lot of things I put in my wedding vows. But, but those, you know, I, I'm not much of a vow person. As far as eternal life goes, zero vows. It had to be a free gift. I'm not promising anything because I'm, you know, I tried to do stuff for Lent, couldn't do it. I'm not making any promises about eternal life. If it's a gift, I'll take it. If if I have to make one promise, I know I'm not going to keep it. So just, you know, but I remember the man that led me to the Lord. He said, what if I, it's a gift. And I said, you mean it's absolutely free? And he said, praise the Lord, you understand it. I remember at one point, either before or after that, he said, what if I gave you five bucks and, and, didn't ask for anything in return. Would that be a gift? I said, yes. He said, what if I gave you five bucks? And I said, help me clean up. He'd had about 100 kids in his house that night for what we called Youth Ranch, a, a youth Bible study for Palmetto High School. And um, I, it was a mess. you know. I said, well, no, it'd probably be worth five bucks. You've got, you probably got an hour's worth of work here to, to get this place back in order. Uh, he'd emptied the living room of all the furniture and everybody sat on the floor and but anyway, um, and then they had, uh, you know, food afterwards, and but whatever. I, I said no, I would earn that. And he said, well, this 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 is a, eternal life's a free gift, and so I understood it was a free gift. And I go, okay, I got that. And then and then the John three sixteen part: For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever, and and like I say almost on every podcast, God had me at whosoever. Anyway. Um, let me read it one more time and we'll call it, a, call it a night. Offer unto God thanksgiving and pay thy vows unto the Most High. This is Psalms 50, Psalms chapter 50, verses 14 to 15. Jehovah's doing this talking here in Psalms 50. Offer unto God thanksgiving and pay thy vows unto the Most High and call upon me in the day of trouble. I, Jehovah, will deliver you and you will glorify me. So that's why I told the story, and uh, because that one was that one was a little bit serious uh, compared to lost keys or replacing keys or replacing a wallet or something like that. Anyway, um, I'm going to say adios, which means in Spanish to God, and I really like that a lot. To God, and just as much. Vaya con Dios, go with God. And that's what I'll do tonight as I go to a Bible study, a Zoom Bible study tonight on Wednesday night. And God bless.
Pete Kingman here with what I call Bible Story Evangelism. It's the name of my ministry. It has been since Hurricane Andrew, 2001. Anyway, um, making these podcasts and, and hopefully uh, they'll help somebody along the way. Uh, we're taking a look at Philippians 2, 6 through 11. I heard about this um, passage from the Bible Project and I selected it. They called it a, a wonderful poem about Christ and I looked it up and, uh, and I said, you're right, that is an amazing poem. So I added it to my list to, to memorize. Now at 27 verses that my first 27 podcasts are going to be over those memorized verses because I get so much out of memorizing them. I really meditate on them. I concentrate on them. I, I read them day after day and I say them day after day from memory. And, and when I get them all memorized, then I add another one. But anyway, highly recommend it. But I'm, I'm retired and I need to fill my time and I'm doing a pretty good job of filling my time. Starting when I wake up, usually after about four hours of sleep and and but anyway sometime during the night in the morning or in the middle of the night I, I take these verses and I'm in my 69th week of doing these verses with without uh, missing a day the app keeps track of it oh uh, now that I'm thinking about it I wanted to yesterday or yeah well it was yesterday we looked at um, in podcast uh, episode 11 we looked at uh, Psalms 50, 14 through 15, which uh, says, Offer unto God thanksgiving, and pay thy vows unto the Most High, and call upon me in a day of trouble. I will deliver you, my four favorite words, I will deliver you, and thou shalt glorify me. I was talking about trapping myself on, on my roof because of my bum ankle, and not being able to get, and calling my friends over to help me get down. And But I, I left out something that I, that I intended to tell you. After that, I anchored um, some rings to the wall where I've climbed up. I have one place on my roof where I like to, to climb up and have for 30 years. And I go up there and that's where I put my ladder. I always have. I have a nice extension ladder now. But at any rate, I, uh, I anchor the ladder to the wall. And I didn't know this, but the, the feet on the bottom, there's two ways to use them. One is like on concrete and they're rubber. They're flat, but they're rubber, and that's very dangerous. They're slick, but, but I've solved that problem. I do it in the grass where I rotate them up, and they stick down in the grass. But I've, I've, I've anchored two uh, loops, if you will, uh, metal rings to, to my wall of my house there, and I strap it with ratchet straps or straps that I pull tight. And with two of those straps and two... Uh, rings on uh, attached to the wall and now it's really it, there's no way it's going to slide back it's no way it's going to fall back and I also added an extension to the ladder which is a orange it's, I, I don't know the brand name of it but if you look for ladder extensions you'll they're orange and they're walk through they kind of bow out and go vertical and and easy to walk through easy to transition from the roof from from the roof to the to the ladder so I'm just saying if you're going to get on your roof, do it safely and 80% of the accidents occur by transitioning on and off the roof. 
So this, this really makes it easy. I pictured it on my Facebook page and um, told all my friends when I gave God the glory for my rescue and I wanted to let him know that I was uh, had figured out a way to uh, get on and off my roof. Which in Miami, when you have uh, hurricanes and you got wind turbines up there, which I am going to, next roof is definitely going to have, take advantage of Bernoulli's principle, which I'll leave it to my engineer friends to figure out what I'm talking about. But Bernoulli's principle and a ridge vent, when the wind blows over, it creates a low pressure and, and it will vent your roof that naturally that way super vented during a hurricane but anyway um just like a vacuum cleaner but um yeah but it doesn't really matter if you go through a five there's nothing going to be left on your roof i don't think although one of my neighbors in hurricane andrew did very well a couple doors north of me on the west side of the road uh first house next to my grandfather's across the street and uh I asked him after the hurricane, I said, what, you've got all your barrel tiles? And he said, Dade County's got their building code and I've got mine. But I digress, but I wanted to say that because it's a dangerous thing getting on and off a roof and I didn't want my doing it to encourage you to be uh, not careful in doing so and probably not worry about me. But I'm gonna probably get a new roof in about seven years. I, I hear they're good for about 20 and that's been my experience. And I will definitely get a ridge vent for that because it will vent just as well as the wind turbines, if not better, as long as there's a breeze. But the wind turbines have to have a breeze too. Okay, back to episode 12, um, Philippians 2, 6 through 11. I use an old Schofield uh, study Bible and uh, it has a note here before... Um, Philippians 2, 5 through 8, the sevenfold humbling of Christ. Uh, verse 5 says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself. My three favorite words. Yesterday it was, I will deliver you, which are my favorite, uh, four favorite words in Psalms 50, 14 through 15. But my three favorite words in, in Psalms, as far as I know, in this case Psalms, I'm sorry, Philippians chapter 2, is he humbled himself. Wow, that says it all. He humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross which is, uh, I mean, he could have chose to pay for our sins by dying in his sleep, but no, that wasn't really what God required of him. And he asked three times, Mark 14, 36, Abba, Father, all things are possible unto you. Take this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. And I always wondered when I was teaching kids, why did he say it three times? And I think he was teaching us to pray. And and I, I like to pray it in plural for, I mean, in, in the in the third person, you know, we and our, um, our Father, we desire to be filled with knowledge of your will. Um, take this cup from us when it comes to hurricanes. Yesterday I was praying for one, a Cat 5 that was going to go through Nicaragua and on into Honduras, and my son's from Honduras, and I've got a, a son of the man who uh, told us about John, the missionary 
down there texted me yesterday and said, thanks for praying for Honduras. We're in Tegucigalpa, we've got a lot of rain and um, no electricity right now. But I, I checked the hurricane and Abba Father, all things are possible. We take this cup from them, nevertheless not our will, because I figure there's people all around the world that are praying for hurricanes like myself. I pray for everyone everywhere around the world. I've got a nice NOAA app, N-O-A-A -A, uh, app that, that shows me where the hurricanes are and I pray for people all around. It was a Cat 5 coming into Nicaragua. But I, 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 because I, it's a map, I can zoom in, a satellite map, and I can zoom into the path. And in the first five hours of Hurricane Iota, Eta Theta Iota, Kappa Lambda Mu Nu. Anyway, um, Iota came in, and uh, in the first five hours, I could not find a man-made object that it crossed. And by in the first five hours, it was down to a two, and I think when it got to uh, Tegucigalpa up in the mountains, it was down to a tropical storm. But I just, I love to watch God, and they're called acts of God. Hurricanes are called acts of God, and I think he is very careful about how he deals up. My house was ground zero for Andrew, but I live in a very unpopulated area of Dade County. From, from my house to the coast, which is probably, I don't know, 15 miles, there's not a lot of houses. There they, they weren't at the time of Andrew. And the ones that were there, they, they took a beating. And, uh, but if, if that hurricane would have just been a little bit north and gone through Miami Beach, I mean, it was just bad as it was. They were on the dirty side even when it hit down here. Uh, Kiba's Tain took a beating, but if it would have, if the eye would have passed over it like it did my house and flattened my trusses, tore off my four by eight pieces of plywood, forget about the shutters. I had gaping holes and flat trusses in my roof. So anyway, I do pray for people uh, around the world for hurricanes, but. Uh, let me get back to this great, what the Bible Project called a poem. And, and the reason I picked this out is because the Bible Project, um, which is a great way to study a, the book of Philippians or any other of the 65 books of the Bible, 66 books of the Bible, uh, counting Philippians, but um, that you can, it just gives you a 10 minute little blur blurp on it. And, and I, I found a mistake in one and I contacted them. It was, they, they were saying Daniel, um, that, that a uh, prophet that lived through the, the uh, Babylonian captivity that Daniel had passed away. Well, if he lived through the da Babylonian captivity, then so did Daniel. So, uh, you know, I had to say, hey, you got a little mistake in what you said there. And I'm sure I make mistakes in my podcasts and, and, uh, I know I do. I catch them when I listen to them. I go, oh, but anyway, hopefully somebody will figure it out or whatever. But um, if it was glaring, I thought it was a mistake not to tell you how I anchored my, my but that's not a biblical mistake. That was just a personal mistake. Anyway, um, but uh, I really recommend the Bible Project to study books of the Bible. If you're going to teach a book of the Bible, you probably have the technology to throw it up on a screen somehow. And uh, I used to do that in, in when I taught the Bible at Florida Christian School. And we taught Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And I, I think that I didn't learn it until I was just teaching the Gospels. But uh, 
in you. No, no, I used it also in, in, uh, in I used, used it in other books too. Anyway, the Bible Project, check it out. Um, so let's go back to the uh, sevenfold humbling of Christ and the exaltation of Christ. Uh, who, in the, who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God, the Trinity. You and I are, we're body, soul, and spirit. You know, um, you can say to your body, you can pass the refrigerator and say not tonight. You can talk to your body if you want. Um, body, soul, and spirit. And God is a body, soul, and spirit. Anyway, uh, but made himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant. I don't, you know, he could have been, he could have been uh, anybody's child. Uh, but he was Mary and Joseph's child, and you know they were young and and not established, and uh, but they did a great job for sure, um, as well as they could. I mean, if any mistakes were made, they were made on their part. But and being found in the fashion of as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto man unto death. I'm sorry, he became obedient unto death even the death of the cross. That's, uh, that's a humbling experience, I'm sure. Being accused of something you didn't do is, is, is humbling and, and at the same time, um, you know, because people don't believe in you. They don't believe that you didn't do it. I mean, a lot of times, just being accused of something is, is uh, implied guilt at any rate. Uh, wherefore God hath also highly exalted him because he, saw, he was obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father." So I think some people think that when we exalt Jesus Christ, we're belittling God. But what this verse says, verse 11 of Philippians chapter 2, that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So you're not belittling God the Father when you elevate or put on equal footing God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. And, uh, you know, when it comes to the Trinity, you know, it could be water vapor, it could be liquid water, it could be uh, ice, that they're all H2O, they're all exactly the same, three different forms. Um, people would say that. I, that was one that was my favorite. But, but now I think the one I like to use and I did at the end of my teaching career was... We're a body, soul, and spirit. We're created in the image of God. We have a trinity. Uh, we'll get a new body. Christ got a new body, but I think he still bears his scars in his hands and his side. But I guess we'll for eternity. The only thing that's in heaven made by a man are the scars in the hands of Jesus. There's a song that says that. But um, anyway... Great poem about Jesus Christ. Let me read it one more time and I will, I will say goodbye. I will say adios and vaya con Dios. 
who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself. And became obedient unto death even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Let me say adios which means to God, which I'm surprised, you know, it never occurred to me until, I don't know, I thought about it, I guess. But I'm surprised, I, I think some people, some Spanish people say it and they don't even know what they're saying. But also, vaya con Dios, which is go with God. And I would in my class and say, as the bell rang, I'd say to God, and I would say, vaya con Dios. So, to God or go with God.